Welcome back to The Short Game. This is a show about short video games, games that respect your time. I'm Reagan Kelly, and I'm joined by awesome co-hosts, Laura Nash. How are you doing, Laura? Feeling very regal today. <laughs> and also, my bro host and real-life twin brother, Shane Kelly. How are you doing, Shane? I am swiping right on this day. Indeed. And uh, we're talking this week about Reigns 2, uh, or rather, I should, I should say, Reigns, Her Majesty, the sequel to last, was it last year? Last yeah. year's Reigns? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, we mentioned just on the end, tail end of last episode that we were going to be covering iOS sequels, kind of centered around Reigns. Um, but we ended up liking this game quite a bit and wanted to so- sort of focus the episode on this. So we're still going to talk about the other two games that we mentioned last week. We're going to uh, talk about um, uh, Monument Valley 2 and uh, Framed 2, probably kind of clustered in with maybe something else a little later, probably in 2018. Uh, but this episode, we're going to be talking about Just Reigns Her Majesty, which was which just came out. It's the new hotness, came out December 7th, so just a couple of days ago as we're recording. Yeah, everybody um, with press codes had their uh, pieces out on the 7th, but we're still in the same week, so I think that's pretty good. Yeah, for this show, this is like really hot off the presses. I am pretty happy uh, to be actually playing this game. I'm the only one now that has pretty much not finished it uh you guys just blew through this one which i remember the last one taking you a whole lot longer to finish it certainly did for me i think that the last one i didn't grasp the mechanics as well so i was lost and this one i kept making progress and i kept playing and we'll talk about that a little more when we get into what's new but for those who haven't played uh the main mechanic of reigns is that it matches uh, kind of a tender swiping mechanic with a kingdom simulator. And the last one you played (laughs) is the king, and this time you play as the queen. So if you haven't played it, that's basically it. I mean, there's a lot of um, extra flavor, a lot of uh, you keep dying and playing the next king and the next king and the next king, and in this one, the next queen and the next queen and the next queen. But um, you still have that basic idea of balancing piety, public popularity, strength, and money. Um, when you swipe left and right, your counters, your meters change, and you have to, if any of them get to the top or the bottom, you die. Yeah. Pretty simple mechanics. Yeah. But this one has a lot more depth. Yeah, this one is enormously more compelling, or at least was for me, than The Last Reigns. And we did a whole show about the last, about, you know, the original Reigns last year. Um, I'll have a link to the previous uh, you know, to our episode on the previous game in the show notes. But to be perfectly honest, if I'm recommending either one of these games to anybody now, I'm recommending uh, Reigns Her Majesty. I thought it was an improvement on the first game in almost every single way. There's a few ways where it's basically the same as the previous game. I mean, it's got a ton of... Sim- you could, at a glance, you probably wouldn't be able to tell which one you're playing. Um, but there's just so many little refinements to this and just some big stuff, mostly having to do with the narrative and the writing of the game that are just extremely improved over the original Reigns. So this combines the team of the last game, um, but there's a couple folks that you might have heard of from other places. Jim Guthrie, who did the music for Sword and Sorcery, does music for this one. And they got a new writer, Lee Alexander, who um, I know from when she wrote Offworld, that blog off of Boing Boing, um, beautiful book if you guys haven't read it. Uh, she was also involved in a lot of the Gamergate stuff, and that does color 
her take on Reigns Her Majesty. Um, I only mentioned it. Little. Favorite, favorite little stuff in here was that. We'll, we'll talk but about it, that in a bit. It's not, um, it's not sad in any way, but she definitely um, has a lot of fun to poke, and I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, yeah. I haven't found that much of that yet, so I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. I, I, I have. I have made my peace with the fact that I am going to get spoilers uh, on this episode. And listeners, perhaps you should too. Yeah, we're going to have a spoiler break towards the end because we definitely want to talk about the ending of the game. And there are some kind of big surprises. Also, some things that are essentially puzzle solutions that we'll probably try to keep for after the spoiler break. But uh, before we get that far, let's talk about where this game is the same as the previous Reigns uh, and where it's a big step forward or at least different so what made the original reigns kind of uh notable and the i guess gameplay innovation that uh let it pick up uh, a lot of kind of early uh discussion online was this sort of tinder mechanic and you know it's it's this sort of swipe left swipe right um interface there are lots of games that have you choosing your own you know choice of actions uh, but this game has uh, those choices are so small and so frequent and because of the Tinder style interface so easy uh, to make that you know it really flows very well and every choice you make has a little bit of uh, information about what's going to happen. You get a little bit of flavor text as you swipe that you know you, you might swipe left and as you swipe it will say, curse the king and then you swipe right swipe right it says bless the king or something like that you know what i'm saying and then you also get a little bit of hinting as to which of your four different um stats are affected so this this decision might have ramifications for your standing with the church or your treasury so the art style arts the art style is also very similar to what it was before um pretty much the same i think there's more characters and more portraits and so there's a lot more going on there i also noticed some really neat um just while we're talking about art and ui new elements that are kind of thrown in there that looked and felt like the original but we're kind of taking it to a little bit of a new level which is some of the items were three-dimensional so as you swipe left and right you get a little bit of a parallax effect i thought that was really cool um uh, but the classic look, uh, which is just an extreme low poly uh, illustration, is still there and still very charming. I also think that uh, sometimes eyes moved as you were kind of trying to decide, especially if you're taking a long time to deliberate. They kind of followed you. I don't remember that in the first one, but either way, it's a really nice touch. Yeah, I think I think that is good. I, I played this at work, and a coworker in UX kept being like, "This is what delight is when we talk about delighting customers. It's the eyes moving in the game you're playing." I was like, uh, "Calm down." <laughs> <laughs> it was delightful, though. There's so yeah. many little touches delightful. like that. Yeah, um, everything old is new again. Do you remember the old uh, eyes that you could add to your, you know, Mac OS one menu bar that would follow your cursor? Yes. Another thing, while we're while we're talking about UI, there's one more thing I want to throw out there, which is uh, really, really good use of haptics. Mm. Uh, the original game, I don't think had this. Um, in this one. Or at least I was playing it on a device that didn't have the you know good the good good haptic engine the that Apple thrown engine. In. Oh yeah, that haptics. So uh, in this, like all these actions in the game are very tactile. There's a lot of swiping and dragging and things like that. 
Uh, and then there's also other kind of scene elements that will also trigger it. Uh, there's a, you know, in between lives, there's a big dial you turn and all of that stuff feels really good in the haptic engine. So even when this, with the sound off, I feel like the game almost sounds good because of that feel of clickiness and, and, and snappiness. That's true. So yeah, there, there's many, many things about this game that are basically the same as the previous game essentially the same mechanics with a few additions, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, same art style. Uh, sounds a little better, but overall vaguely similar kind of sound to the game. Um, and the gameplay loop is still the same. I mean, we kind of mentioned that, but like the this has this very sort of unique gameplay loop for a kind of narrative-driven or story-driven kind of game where you're making constant tiny choices and your, your queen, in this case, is living for a few years and dying, a few years and dying. You're constantly dying and being reborn. But the world around your queen is mostly unchanged for each life. You know, you're surrounded by characters who mostly look the same and have the same names and have the same roles in the world. It grows. It doesn't change that much. As, right. you, as you explore, you add more cards to the deck that it's sort of dishing out for your story. And you're inheriting the world of your previous queen. So you literally come right in on the heels of your previous queen. So if they were in the middle of a controversy about um, whether or not you should welcome the northern contingent, the northern contingent is still going to be there on your next turn. Mm -hmm. You haven't dismissed them, for example. Yes, and there are items in this. And if you collect items, you inherit them from your previous queen, which is... uh, a pretty cool kind of way to feel like you're progressing, even if you're constantly dying and things are essentially being reset each time. Uh, that is an innovation that I, I, there wasn't that much of it of that in the first game. There were a few like collectible items that I played around with, but not nowhere near to this extent. It feels much more like a continuous experience. It does. Because of that. Mm. What's really new in the game is that its narrative is a lot more interesting and compelling. And that's hard to really explain why, uh, because it's actually still very similar. You are constantly being reborn as the monarch of this country again and again. Uh, As opposed to the previous one, where you were, I think, cursed by the devil to live the same... Uh, life again and again and again. Here, you are uh, you are the the forever queen, a prophesied queen uh, who has been blessed by the All Mother, a sort of mysterious deity, uh, to live out your life again and again and again in service of her to some end that's not clear yet. And um, that is a small tweak, but. It, it just ended up being much more compelling to me than, than the previous one. You still have all the deaths. You still have all the, um, there are a ton and ton of ways to die. There's still a lot of characters. There's a lot of silliness. There's a lot of, um, uh, kind of jokes, but something mm-hmm. that I found that really helped me with the narrative is in the first game, you're cursed by the devil. There are specifically 46 characters and 26 ways to die, which is <laughs> all I need in a game. I, I'm extraordinarily happy when someone tells me how many deaths I have seen, especially when I have beaten it and I know I haven't gotten all of the deaths. I am extremely motivated to go back because I thought I died a lot of imaginative ways. And then um, when I restarted, I immediately died in a a brand new way. I hadn't died in childbirth somehow. And then I restarted the game and immediately died in childbirth. And I was like, well, there's one. (laughs) (laughs) Check. I I also like that all that's sort of collected in this memento mori section of the menu. It's like, like, that's nice. It's lovely. I'm super happy that I have a little inkling into how the back 
you know, story engine is being done in here. And the way they do it is they have this kind of astrology chart and every time you die, the little wheel turns and you have a different sign. And so some things happen under different signs. Um, I'm actually working on an astrology app. So I was like, uh, at first I was like, no, I don't want to deal with astrology. <laughs> this is my work. Um, but as it turns, different forces are in play. And it means that not only are events balanced, that you don't get the same thing over and over again, but you might get something every 12 lives. But also that you can manipulate, influence, track different things. You can try different things. You, you're more successful at different attempts in different time periods. Um, I like that puzzle aspect a lot because I had no idea what was going on with the devil in the first game. And yeah, yeah, just there was an overarching narrative that I couldn't really touch in that one. This one, I actually felt like I had a chance. Yeah, there, there's a lot more hinting. It's still pretty... Um, it still feels very mysterious. Um, but there's a little bit more hinting and just a little bit more uh, sort of exposing of what what the sort of underlying system of the game is. Like, so with the, with the astrology thing, like, you'll see an astrology symbol on the cards... Uh, in the corner of some of the cards and I think you know that means like this is an event that only happens when you're on under this sign and eventually you get a, a, a an item that will let you manipulate things so that you can change your sign um, so if there are things that you want to make happen you can kind of do that by knowing what sign they are supposed to take place under and changing the astrological sign for your queen and just the the game just does tell you a little more than it did in the previous one the the every now and then, after you die, you'll meet the All-Mother who will tell you something that is essentially like her telling you what to do next. So, you know, she'll tell you, uh, you know, find my book or, you know, bring me my crown. In the first one, I really did feel like I was muddling through the game mechanically. Um, and it meant that there was a lot of repetition to the story. You know, like I, I knew I could get I, I got a sense of how I could trigger, for example, the dungeon event. And I knew there's got to be something cool to do in the dungeon. So I had a lot of lives where I just ran through trying to trigger the dungeon event, sometimes a, sometimes successfully, and then fooled around in the dungeon. And I, I wound up doing that many, 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 many times. Um, this game feels a lot less uh, like that. There's way less repetition. Mm -hmm. Part of that, I think, is just a mechanical difference because there's things that are cyclical like the 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 signs and there's uh, I think this other part of it is there's just a lot more writing mm -hmm. uh, in this game is from 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 what I can tell and things like the dungeon like you mentioned there, there's an equivalent thing here in in this game that's a kind of a hedge maze that you go into and uh, I muddled around in the hedge maze trying to figure out how to navigate it or how to get out of the maze or, you know, trying to figure out what is the goal while you're in this maze for several lives. And eventually they, the game tells you by the way of like, if I recall correctly, you like talk to a fox and it gives you some advice or I don't remember exactly how it delivers the information about how to navigate the maze. But long story short, it the game does eventually tell you that information, which I don't think the previous one ever did. You had to just guess it for yourself. This felt a little better in that way. Well, to me, the biggest innovation is when I played the dungeon, every time you turn, you die a little bit. So oh. you just die and die. Like, it was very easy to die in the dungeon. Yeah, you and now starve. You, 
you can't starve to death in the maze. You can mm. dig a doodle show up and be like, hey, do you want to leave this? <laughs> you, you kind of, and you can decide, no, I want to stay. I haven't done what I want to. Yeah, um, I forgot about starving to death in the maze. That was always such a bummer because it was like, or in the, in the, in the dungeon because it was such a bummer because that was like, ooh, I'm suddenly in this like totally different play mode and it's very exciting and I want to, I want to figure it out and you only had what seemed like, you know, eight cards or something to figure it out before you starved to death and who knows when you get back to it again. Um, this game just, it was a little more forgiving uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, partly things like that, not starving you to death in the maze, but also just g- giving you a little more information uh, than I think the previous game did. Just enough to like keep me like feeling like I was constantly discovering something or like I constantly had a new goal to try to tackle. I can't believe we've gotten this far in the episode without saying how funny this game is. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. That's why you play this game, to be honest. Yeah, this is a game that's going to make you laugh. I, I t- I'll t- can I tell you the, the time that I laughed the loudest? Which is when I started... Um, I don't know why this made me laugh. I'm going to sound like a fool. But um, when you start trying items on everybody, and there are all these messages from lots of different characters that just chime in and say in a million different ways you can't use that item here um and i as the queen would always say i do what i like because <laughs> how many games have you have you played where uh you know in like a interactive fiction where it's like you can't do that and i'm like i do what i like i am queen <laughs> also the king at some point is like why are you doing this my love and you can just reply i'm making art i love that <laughs> <laughs> i'm making art <laughs> it's art don't worry about it. Why are you throwing chicken bones at the nuns? I'm making art. I left. I At one point I was broke and they wanted to throw a coronation ball and I was just completely broke. And if I let the, my handmaid throw a coronation ball, um, I would immediately die. So I said no. And she con- her continued begging for the coronation ball was some of the funniest writing, including a part where she just goes, coronation ball. Cor- coronation, coronation ball, coronation ball. And it's all like one word. <laughs> just my my favorite was the obvious, but also extremely like funny. I guess you know Gamergate or men's rights or who knows what other you know shitty people parody of this game. At some point, a bunch of snake people show up in your kingdom. We're talking about literal like guys with snake faces and giant like robes. The snake cult. The snake cult. And they're constantly saying things like you, you can you can try and throw them out of the 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 palace, for example, and then they'll they'll say, oh, our rights are being violated or. They, uh, at one point, uh, one of them says, my men's club must continue our therapeutic fireside meetings. Please, my queen, you must allow free expression, says the snake man about his cult meetings. Leigh Alexander's voice as a writer really comes through. Oh, it's so funny. And I, one of my favorite things, um, I, the dying and restarting, I actually had the opportunity to unmask the snake cult, and I was very excited yeah. about it. You can't really... Um, solve them they're always going to be there just hanging out and it um one of my favorite snake cult things was you can go to you can start a zoo in one of the versions and at one point and they randomly give you an animal and at one point they gave me the men's right activist and the snake thing and he's like what i'm not actually an animal why did you put me in a zoo (laughs) and i was like yes 
Yes, the queen has put the, the snakehead man in the zoo. All is right with the world. The, the woods cult uh, leader, who's a kind of a flower child, comes to you and says, the, sna- the men in snake masks are just sitting, lighting fires outside my people's temple. They call it a speech rally. It's disturbing. Um, and then, they, you know, when you talk to them, they're constantly complaining about women taking over the kingdom. I also loved how um, there were little things like... Uh, people critiquing your portrait or um there was an entire part where you have a really a uh, dumb daughter uh, love the <laughs> dumb daughter who says things like um you know man that girl in the flower crown is she from a music festival talking about your woodland cult creatures um she throws really bad idea parties i don't want to spoil that that's one of my favorite jokes but your daughter is a <laughs> stupid stupid girl and it's great if you send her to the city if you send her to the church she just grows up a nun but if you send her to the city she comes back real dumb mm. excellent writing um and oh good i had i had sent her to the city and she hasn't come back yet i could look forward to that oh yeah every time i just sent her to the city i was like i want more adventures of my dumb daughter making terrible mistakes and probably getting me killed but <laughs> i was so entertained i love a game that encourages you to make bad decisions because they're funnier oh yeah and this game is full of that i was making tons of bad decisions because i thought it was um, you know, you have to balance not dying to get the outcomes of the funny decisions, but if you can walk that line very narrowly. Yeah, so many games uh just put your choices into a um like a, a spectrum of like good or evil. And this game there's n- there's no judgment on you. It's really just about wanting to play in the space and explore. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. It is. Also, something that's kind of new in this game is the slight... So, okay, I I don't want to talk too much about this before the spoiler break, but there are some things about it that I think we can talk about. The game has an element of fourth wall breaking and kind of wink and nodding uh, about its gaminess that I don't think was really present in the previous game. That's not to say that either of either this game or the previous Reigns game took themselves seriously at all. Uh, this game is, you know, jokey from the start, but uh, but it seems to take a while before things start poking into the game that feel like they're breaking the third wall a little bit. Uh, kind of an early example that I can can remember is that um, at some point. So you, you have this dual master that's actually kind of like a mechanical owl, but occasionally he'll just pop in uh, after you make a choice uh, to tell you uh, things about your choices. And they have that kind of like telltale games-esque kind of thing. You know, here's how other people uh, responded to your choice, but it's all it's all jokes or lies. So for example, like I said something at some, I made some choice at some point and he popped in and said, Woohoo! That answer has lowered your successful intersectional feminism index below 32-point threshold. That's the hidden stat the game is tracking. Yep. Or or at one point, uh, he, he, he pipes in to say, Nice answer. Your results indicate that your feminist goddess soul is Harry Potter. It's such a good send-up of, like, the BuzzFeed quizzes that I take oh. too often for my intelligence level. Are we talking favorite characters right now? Oh yeah, go for it. Because my favorite is the um, the judge. Oh yes, <laughs> the judge is always coming to you with these insane questions. They're really just you know questions of uh, mainly financial liability. <laughs> um, and so one was a woman was rejected by her betrothed after a beauty cream gave her hives. 
must the manufacturer now marry her? <laughs> and um, so there's all these kinds of questions. And the good thing about it is whether you say yes or no, you're setting some kind of legal precedent. And it's the response that you get, the text that you get back out of these is always very funny. So I had said, yes, she must marry him. And says, Justin, Ca Justice Cowleton rules that basic beauty standards must be guaranteed by cream bachelors. <laughs> Love that. Nothing made me happier than the idea that all the cream bachelors were just shaking in their boots the powerful queen helping make this legal supreme court style edicts and the other thing i like about that is that the other um other characters once you've got these characters in play um the other characters will always have some kind of interaction with them so there was a there was a moment after it introduced the judge and i'd seen him a few times and i really liked him where a scene came up that forced me to basically pick between uh the judge and the church. And I was like, oh, judge all the way. And I was like instantly burned at the stake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I often um, early on or later when I wasn't paying attention, found myself being answering with my my heart, my soul, and then immediately dying. Mm. Um, I think once I ruled for like 65 years and then died in three <laughs> the next time. Like I just so quickly chose something horribly heretical. Um it was a very bad idea. Yeah, if you're um, really like playing to win uh, and you're, you know, carefully examining your options and making sure that everything stays balanced, um, it, you make some really uninteresting choices. It's really like, it, you're absolutely right, Laura, about how it sort of is incentivizing you to make bad choices because so often those bad choices are so much more interesting or funny. And that's that's great. That's a great tension to have in your game. This 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 sort of feeling that like, oh, I want to do that because it's so funny, but I'll lose. But losing is mm -hmm. part of the game. It's it's incentivizing. And you're also you presented of... with these goals at the start of each. Oh life. yeah, yeah. You know, you get the the goals at the bottom, and that's another reason to try and make crazy choices because you you see a goal like um, pass the sainthood test. And you know, okay, well, I, I better, if I'm going to really try for that, I better be getting in good with the church. So uh, uh, screw the people, screw the purse, build a giant cathedral. Yeah, I think something that I really like experimenting with is the doctor slash mad scientist character. Mm. Because I there's got to be randomizers on some of the stuff because sometimes you trust her and it immediately results in your death. And sometimes you trust, and there's some of the funniest deaths in the game. And sometimes you trust her and suddenly, like, you have just opened up a whole new world of things for your kingdom it's i always love a weird character that is very unpredictable especially in a game where there's so little consequence did you guys partake in uh the romance oh, all of, of the them game? as all much as them. possible did you did you know that behind every powerful woman is a lovely little lad who acts as her adorable trophy <laughs> Until he starts costing you too much money and you kick him to the curb. Oh boy. I think it's actually kind of um uh kind of appropriate that in this game the romance almost never did anything good for anyone. It 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 mostly served occasionally you could use a romance to like balance out some stat that you had already screwed up, but mostly it, I found that the romance just screwed me over and made things harder. Occasionally men flirt with your king. Ah. <laughs> I don't think I had that. I hooked up with someone a couple in a couple successive lives, and then the next time I got the same card that was like, excuse me, but do you think there can be something between and instead of us, it says 
me and the king. <laughs> and you can you can swipe in one direction, and it's like they seem happy. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so many little things like that that can happen in this game, and they're not like. It, I, Part of the reason that this game can have so much variety, so much, you know, so much cool stuff that can happen is that really something happening uh, is a, a line of text and a card with an illustration that's probably the same as two dozen other cards. So they've been able to make this game sort of feel like this expansive experience where anything can happen with really a bare minimum of resources, which is why I think that this is, you know, more like interactive fiction than most other types of games that we play for this show. This is a game that has, I think we talked about this when we talked about the first reigns. This is a really kind of novel delivery mechanism for interactive fiction, choice-based narrative interactive fiction. I'm so glad to see them return to this. I was, I was already hoping that, that they would return to this mechanic. Um, I was a little actually disappointed when I initially learned that it was going to be a sequel to the main game in that it was going to be, you know, Reigns 2, essentially. Um, I was kind of hoping they would apply these same ideas to a new story or a new setting, a new kind of way of doing things. But I'm really glad they did this, actually, because it feels like such a perfect refinement of what they did with the previous game that, like, this is now a really rich um, set of ideas that I hope will get applied to other stuff. I think it's interesting that it's not longer, it's richer. Yes. Because it's less It's actually shorter, I think. Because I wasn't wasting time. It definitely yeah. felt shorter, but maybe that's just because I wasn't grinding as much. Yeah, that's probably the case for me, too. Yeah. There's a lot more in it, but you're going through it faster with, with a little bit. Not to say there's not some repetition, to be sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. But it just doesn't feel quite as um, opaque. Obviously, we we all really liked this game. I had a blast playing it. Um, I intend to go back and play it again because we didn't. I didn't at least get the quote-unquote good ending, and there's definitely stuff in the game that I haven't seen yet. But now seems like an appropriate time for us to have our spoiler break so that we can talk a little bit about the ending and uh, some of the uh, mechanics or stuff that might be basically puzzle solutions. Uh, I also didn't get the good ending, but I know what I didn't do. So I, I think we are going to have... We haven't really discussed how far we got, and I know that we... Reagan and I solve different puzzles. Shane's a little further behind. If you want an actual Waku, this is not going to be one, but I think we're going to talk about how we figured out puzzles and um, why they worked or didn't work for us. I will give a walkthrough. It's uh, left, right, left, 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 right, right, left, right, right, left, right, right, left, 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 right. To clarify, that is actually not how you get around the maze. People, <laughs> <laughs> yes, not people at might all. take you seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, and. Uh, uh, I, I have actually, so this is something I commonly do. Like if I reach the ending of a game and I get the quote unquote bad ending, I'll often then just go and look up, okay, well, what did I need to do in order to get the good ending? So like, you know, I don't know if we want to talk a little bit about that after the spoiler break, but we're not going to be like recapping that stuff. That said, there is there is a good walkthrough out there on the internet. If you're the sort of person who absolutely wants one, um, I'll put a link in the show notes to the walkthrough type content from App Unwrapper. Um, which I thought was really, really good. Um, so I'll uh, um, I'll link to that if you are inclined to look at spoilery walkthrough information. I guess uh, before we before we go to the spoiler break, then we ought to uh, say where folks can find this game and stuff. You can get this game on iOS and Android and on uh, Steam. I think it's just PC. It might be PC and Mac. I don't know. PC, Mac, and Linux. Oh wow. Okay. So many platforms all at once, and it's 
$3, which is super cheap for a game that I got a ton of fun out of. Um, and apparently on Steam, you can pay an extra buck for a soundtrack and a comic. Yeah, the comic book's super cool. It's the book of the Lady of the Wood, and the art seems really cool. It seems like it's um, got some more backstory on that mysterious character. Um, I bought it on iOS, but I will not lie and say that I'm tempted. I wish there was another way to just get the extras. You can get the soundtrack separately from Jim Guthrie's website, or rather, I guess it's his Bandcamp page. So I don't know if there's a way to get Yeah, it's the... exclusive to Steam, unfortunately. Ah, bummer. But I have seen pictures from it, so if you are going to play it on Steam, um, I think it's probably worth the extra dollar to get the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. And honestly, <laughs> and like, comic. if you're buying the soundtrack separately, it is $8 Canadian. Uh, so, like, yeah, absolutely get the soundtrack. What is that in real money? I, I don't even know. Get the uh, get the soundtrack on Steam if, you are, if you're inclined to play the game on Steam. Although, I mean, it's so good on mobile, I, I would almost say, like, spend six what seven dollars and get the mobile version and buy the steam bundle and just have both it's super fun Mm -hmm. yeah i've been enjoying it on my iphone and ipad um it syncs quite nicely if you have more than one mobile device uh you know it just moves your game right over uh automatically through the icloud so good stuff and so for those listeners who are leaving us pre-spoiler break, first of all, good on you. And uh, secondly, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Short Game. Uh, I've been Reagan Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at Reagan K. That's R-A-Y-G-A-N-K. You can find the show on Twitter at underscore short game or www.theshortgame.net. There's also a contact form on our website. And of course, you can leave us iTunes reviews. That is a really good way to support the show. It's still the number one podcast platform, which means it's how people discover podcasts like ours. So if you leave us a review, it does help us out. Thank you very much for doing that if you already have. And if you haven't, please take a minute and do it. Uh, Laura, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Laura J. Nash. And Shane, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at 8BitShane. And because I don't want spoilers, I am out. All right. And before we run away, I have one more thing for listeners. Uh, We are going to be doing our end of the year uh, kind of short game awards soon. So if you have something that you really want to make sure that we play before we start doing that, (laughs) please send that to us on our email form or on Twitter. We just want to make sure that, you know, even if we don't have time to play it, we can include that in our games we didn't have time to play list. (laughs) Yeah. So. So uh, looking forward to our uh, Game of the Year awards, quote-unquote awards show pretty soon here. Uh, We do have, I think, maybe time in the year for one more episode before that hits. I'm not sure exactly how things will shake out. But, uh, you know, keep an eye on this feed. And here it is, your spoiler break. So I was actually really surprised uh, that you can upgrade items and that's part of the puzzle because the first couple things I upgraded were kind of on accident. Like I was just playing along and things got upgraded. And then later on when I did something huge and something that took a lot of forethought and moving the astrological wheel and all, and then suddenly I got an upgraded item, I realized, oh, that's how you move the platform. Yeah. <laughs> I felt kind of dumb, but also... Which was the first one you did? Um, the first thing I got was the USB stick. Yeah, that's the... So I only ended up getting one item like fully upgraded. I knew that you could upgrade items, but it was unclear to me that there were sometimes multiple levels. So like, for example, the spell book 
has multiple mm-hmm. different upgrades that get applied to it as you go. And I thought there was only one level of upgrade for everything. So, you know, I upgraded the chicken bone to the, uh, Saints to the Reliquary. Saints Relic. Yeah. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm done. Um, but then with the USB stick, I was like, this is weird. Very it was really weird. weird when I had a USB stick, a Saints, uh, Saints box, and like a credit card. And I was like, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when I triggered the ending, I had most of my items fully upgraded. Um, I had a tablet, a credit card, a USB stick, um, and I still had the Saints Reliquary because I I think I realized I needed to to do something with... I never triggered an eclipse. Mm-hmm. So I finally triggered the eclipse. I run through and it triggers the end game because I'm after the second millennium. <laughs> and I yeah. get so far in the game that I triggered the ending. Um, and so I'm re- going to replay. I started a little bit, but I'll probably slow it down um, so I get more deaths and stuff. And But I, the things that I missed that I was really excited to do is... Um, I want to murder the king. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to do that either. And I am very incentivized to play again so I can murder the king because I think I know how to do it. Oh, I also didn't upgrade my gun. Mm-hmm. I, uh, the only one that I got fully upgraded was upgrading the perfume to the USB stick, which was very weird. Something like, I mean, the game starts hinting at that sort of um, third wall breaking, like, this is a video game-y kind of stuff. But, you know, we've seen other games do that, so it's nothing, like, absolutely earth-shattering or whatever. But I really liked the way that they did that with the All-Mother. Uh, you know, when, when she starts appearing and the game starts, like, glitching out and your, like, taptic engine on your phone starts going nuts and it vibrates mm-hmm. funny. And um, that was very cool and honestly a little creepy, even from the very simple illustrations. Um And so I was very into discovering that stuff. But then, like you, I completely accidentally... Like, I figured out how to trigger the Eclipse very early. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I actually ended up triggering the Eclipse, like, four times throughout the game. Um, But didn't end up... But I think I didn't have the the spellbook fully upgraded. Um, Ah, yeah. But, like, my whole thing was, like, I trigger the Eclipse, there's the All-Mother, and just, like, I'm like, okay, what do I do? Like, I I mean, here she is. So, you know, I try all the items on her. Um, And... uh, Without realizing that it was going to end the game, I ended up dragging the spellbook onto her at mm-hmm. that stage, which ends the game. And that triggered the bad ending because I'd only upgraded one of the items. Um, I I loved the process of getting there. Like, I really liked it. I wasn't that big of a fan of the ending, although I know it probably mostly because I have the bad ending. Um, so I don't know how much we should talk about, like, what the actual ending is, but I do have a kind of a complaint or not complaint. It's like if I have one complaint about the game... It's that I got to that scenario, I think you did too, where you've Mm -hmm. triggered the end of the game before you're sort of ready to get the quote-unquote good ending. And it's very obvious immediately, like, oh, dang, I probably should have waited and done this a little later. Immediately after I triggered it, I was like, oh, wait, oh, oh, no. But the game does not give you an opportunity to go back. You have to start over. Yeah, and... On one end of that, I I have experienced new deaths. I have experienced new, just from playing a little bit, I've gotten a little bit of new opportunities, but I am seeing a lot. Again, I played for, I played for quite some time before I reset. I think giving myself a little bit of space before I play again, um, it's going to keep all my achievements, all my deaths um, will help me because 
I also got the bad ending, although I was at four, I was four fifths of the way through Mm -hmm. and I ended up triggering the ending because if you've been playing long enough and you trigger the eclipse, you don't even have to drag the crown. It'll just like, huh? You can't, I think you can by just swiping through trigger the Hmm. ending. Okay. Interesting. Um, I, I think, I mean, or maybe I dragged and I don't remember, but I, um, I was just, um, the one thing I wanted to do is I think I had, um, again, I wanted to try to murder that king because I <laughs> thought that that might, I, I think that is going to unlock the one thing I hadn't upgraded, the gun. Yeah. So. I, it's, it, what really just bothers me about it, like, I wouldn't even really have minded if it, like, reset the clock on things, but, like, I really would have mm-hmm. liked it if it would have let me keep my items after triggering yes. that ending. Because it takes a long time to set up the right scenarios to, first of all, get the items, then upgrade the items in some case upgrade them several times you know Mm -hmm. um like i have a lot of enthusiasm for this game but i don't know if my enthusiasm for it will quite extend to a complete second playthrough that might take another half a dozen or more hours um so being able to go back to the year 1500 and and have your items and just play from there would have been yeah. really helpful. And they've got the interface for it right there. You know, there's a clock that you see every time you re- you know that you die and you can dial that thing back and like look pat look back on your past uh mm-hmm. lives. Well, just give me the opportunity bef- you know when the game ends to dial that clock back and let me start again from a from an earlier spot. That would have been like like that my, that's my only frustration with this game is that 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 ending is such a full hard stop. And I can't, you know, there's no like save slots on this. I can't just go back to a previous save. So I don't have any way to do that without playing again from the very beginning, which I found very frustrating because I do Mm -hmm. want to see that final ending. It seems really cool. And honestly, the the ending that I did get was a little unsatisfying. Um, That's that's my one complaint. Yeah. And I think that I had so much fun solving the puzzles, but Resolving puzzles is not as fun because it's right. just it's just retracking. Um, a lot of puzzle games have this problem. Um, I just wish that I'm looking at you, room mm. <laughs> um, that that you can finish. But I, I just wanted to uh, have the chance to roll back, keep my items, and experience more deaths, experience more cards, because mm-hmm. this is a really replayable game. You can pick up and play for a couple minutes, but knowing you want to carry everything through um, in the right order does make you change the way you play, and I don't like that as much. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm speed running the second way through, because I'm yeah. grabbing all my items and trying to get all my items back to where it was, and, and that feels a little cheesed yeah and not just cheese but like it's it, it there's good repetition and there's bad repetition like yeah you could try and see some new stuff but like at that point you're you're redoing you know whole swaths of the game probably in more or less exactly the same way or trying to remember how you did it last time and you know i have a terrible memory for this kind of thing i just know that i would say like oh, what did i do to pass the sainthood test or what did I do to get the gun or what sign did I have to be under to upgrade the X to the Y? Like that's the kind of thing that I'm probably not going to enjoy doing a second time. So that know. said, I keep getting my, one of the best deaths in the game because I'm just throwing shit at the wall, which is the court will never forget the mad queen who threw random items around for no reason. <laughs> nice. I, Oh, 
Reagan actually gave me a hint that completely changed the way I play the oh, game. Oh yeah, we which didn't is talk that about that. Get out of deaths, which yeah. I'm glad you did. I'm glad that's in the spoiler section. Yeah, because I didn't. Reigns one, you're powerless. You just die. Here you have an inventory, and you could just like throw items on people, and uh, maybe you can get out of dying. It's great. Yeah, we didn't talk about that at all before. Yeah, but that's that's like a really great improvement over the previous game. Like, if you screw up and your, let's say, your um, uh, your, your money, your treasury goes down to zero, um, there's, there's usually a few cards while the characters tell you, oh, the treasury's empty. Next card. You know, looks like the people are revolting. And then, you know, the, so during that period where it's telling you that you're about to die, there are sometimes things you can do with the items that you have that will let you kind of like cheese your way out of it almost always only once so it seems very clearly designed for this um, some of them make perfect sense like for example you, you know if you're uh, if you screwed up with the church you can use the perfume on the cardinal which will charm him and the 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 rank for the church goes up just a little bit and you get another shot um, but some of them are bizarre and you, you wouldn't expect them. So it's worth kind of just trying random shit. The one that I discovered that was like really weird was if you run out of the treasury, if you, if you, you know, run out of money, um, then the king comes to tell you and tell, you know, to tell you that, you know, that you need to run away with him to, uh, to avoid your debtors or whatever. And if you pull a gun on him at that point, um, he'll think it's hilarious for some reason. And uh, it doesn't actually raise the level of the treasury, but it gives you about two or three cards where you can try something that will. And in that moment, if you try just some throwing some random cards around or random items around, um, usually you'll get one of those messages that one of the, the characters will deliver that basically says, why are you trying random items here? Um, I think it's I think it's the the clock that. If you use that one, the the uh, the person who comes to talk to you about why are you throwing random items around is the witch, and if you then flatter the witch, then it raises the level of all of your stats just a little bit. And by doing that weird combo of things, you can cheese your way out of a death. And it, that was the only way that I ever got to live like sixty years on a single playthrough was like learning those like cheesy ways to like sneak out of a death just once using the items. The funny thing about that is. Around 40 years of reigning, the king shows up and is like, how has your life been? And it just will kill you as a wonderful natural death. <laughs> uh, and you have to get out of it by pulling a gun on him or else you're not going to live past 43 years or so. Mm. You have to just be, and he'll be like, oh, how funny. I'm just not going to ask you this question about like, looking back at your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess in a sense, that's the like, that's the good death. That's the like you lived happily ever after with the king, but you're powerless. Yeah, um, I, I just really really liked this game. I, I hope that you know it, it seems like it's gotten a lot of good buzz. Um, just just based on what I'm seeing on Twitter, people seem to be really responding to it. Maybe more than I saw people talking about Reigns One. Might part of that just might be familiarity, but like that's awesome. Um, but it's also the uh, it was the game of the day on the App Store yesterday um you know apple selected it um one and two are the top or her majesty is number one paid app reigns is number two uh, a lot of people are starting to um like, i've seen a lot more writing about it i think the first reigns was a little was people talked about the mechanic this one people are talking about the 
actual plot yeah, the and the story. Yeah. And uh, Lee Alexander, I mean, I do follow uh, Lee Alexander on Twitter, so I'm getting a lot of talk about that. But I've been really heartened to see like people who are uh, developers of a lot of games we've covered, like um, some of the writers on 80 Days, for example, are really into this game. Um, and there's been a, a lot of very funny commentary the first thing that got me excited about this game was when Lee Alexander called it a Cersei Lannister simulation. <laughs> and from then on, I was pretty much hooked. So I really enjoyed this game. I uh, I hope, I'm glad to see that folks are checking it out. And uh, if, uh, if you have played this game and you got any uh, endings that we didn't get, or if you just have any, you know, cool memories, you know, you want to send us some screenshots. I love seeing some of the jokes that I probably missed in this game. So reach out to us, uh, you know, tweet at me at Reagan K R A Y G A N K or, or at Laura, uh, Laura J Nash. Um, maybe don't tweet at Shane since, uh, since he hasn't finished yet. But apart from that, like, let us know. And, um, if you have a suggestion for a game that we haven't covered on this show yet, that, uh, you know, you think is short and sweet and awesome just let us know uh and we're always looking for new stuff to play um i i know we already did the outro and kind of admin stuff before the spoiler break so i don't know anything you want to leave them with laura uh if anyone knows how to get my last uh nine deaths that even though i've played for thousands of years in the game i still haven't gotten the first death in the whole card set Mm. so if anyone can tell me how to get that first death I will appreciate it very much. Yeah, let us know. And thanks so much for joining us on this episode of The Short Game. 